and broke. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open talk show confronting the issues of America. Call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with Trust today's us. edition of Viewpoint, Father Benjamin J. Trust the Science from Xavier told, University. Trust the science, as if science is God and the font of all truth. But is it really? And what is science anyway? And is it possible that the call for trusting the science actually has been used deceptively in order to accomplish nefarious purposes that you were not aware of concerning the COVID vaccine. Today on Viewpoint, we want to talk about that, and I'm glad that you've joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And the reality is that the so-called COVID vaccines are perhaps not giving you the freedom and liberty that you have been promised. Perhaps they actually are doing just the opposite. And we want to take a look at that here today, sincerely and honestly. And again, I'm glad that you've joined us here on Viewpoint. As we say regularly here on Viewpoint, Viewpoint does determine destiny. And indeed, that is true. And in reality, science is what you might say, Collective viewpoints that change. They're collective viewpoints that change based upon theories, hypotheses, testing, and further testing and theories and hypotheses. And oftentimes, those theories and hypotheses are not true. In fact, they can be radically untrue. Sometimes there's an element of truth, and that's why science advances. On the other hand, if we're not aware and not uh, willing to identify those areas in which the supposed hypotheses and uh, theories are untrue or are creating alternative problems that are worse, equal to or worse than the very thing that science is trying to correct, perhaps we ought to take a more serious look. And are we easily deceived? Are we easily deceived? And why are we so easily deceived? One of the reasons when it comes to the word science is that science is perceived as the font of truth. But it's interesting. Our current president, our putative president, uh, Joseph Biden, famously said on national uh, national television, we believe in truth, not facts. We believe in truth, not facts. Now, what did he mean by that? I'm not sure that he fully recognized the import of what he said. We believe in truth, not facts. But there's an element of truth in what he said. What does that mean? And why does it concern you and me? Because if we are willing to define truth based upon what we want it to be, then the facts become irrelevant. That's the problem with so-called relativity. Relative truth. What's true for me is not true for you. What's true for you is not true for me. And so we can all have our own truth. 
But that's not truth, because truth doesn't change. Opinions change, viewpoints change, but truth never changes. So if we're going to follow, if we're going to believe in truth and not facts, we better somehow reconcile our definition of truth with facts. The problem is that science has not done that. Science has not done that, particularly with regard to the matter of the COVID-19 and the the, uh, vaccinations that have been created in response thereto. And we want to take a look, a serious look at that here today on Viewpoint. The things that we share here today on Viewpoint are actually fresh. Uh, They are not uh, reiterating things from the past. They're actually fresh. Some of them are matters upon which you might say reasonable minds can differ. And therein lies the problem. That's a phrase that we use in law school and in the courts. There are matters that are absolute truth, and then there are matters upon which reasonable minds can differ. But what? how would you define a reasonable mind? Well, first of all, it must somehow relate to facts. If the facts do not support a given conclusion, then certainly reasonable minds would not be able to differ on those issues. On the other hand, there are places where the facts seem to be opposed to one another. There is one set of facts here and another set of facts here. They seem to be at loggerheads with one another. And so we try to reason and we try to understand what the implication of those facts is or are. We have heard the phrase, follow the science. Follow the science. The problem with that is that it gives the implication that science is a known entity, that it is fixed and known and is, shall we say, the final arbiter of truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. The whole history of science proves that. Science is a good thing. Science is not a bad thing in and of itself. But if and when we try to use science as, what should we say, a kind of cover or smokescreen for other things that we don't want to accept and don't want to believe, then we're in trouble. That's the reason why, for instance, we talk about the theory of evolution. Because evolution is not proven. In fact, it can't be proven scientifically Because science requires by its own system that it be replicated, that you be able to replicate the evolution, and they can't do it. Haven't been able to do it and never will be able to do it because, in effect, it would make science God. Therefore, evolution must continue to be called a theory. It's an alternative theory. It's an alternative to the biblical description of how humankind and animals' life came on the planet by creation. So evolution is nothing more than a theory, a hypothesis that has come about through Charles Darwin and uh, his Origin of Species book in 1859 that gave an alternative explanation or viewpoint to how life came on the planet. 
never been proven and can't be proven. It's a theory. It's a hypothesis. Now, with that underlying discussion, we want to dig deep into this matter of the, uh, the vaccination and uh, how we're to understand this matter of COVID at this time, more than a year, a year and a quarter after uh, it came upon us uh, like a freight train back in early uh, 2020. Science versus truth. Should we follow the science or should we follow the truth? And if truth and science correspond, then follow the science. If they don't, beware. In other words, listen carefully to today's program. We'll be right back. This is Viewpoint. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. We're taking seriously the matter of uh, COVID-19 and the other variations that are coming out now, the so-called Delta variation uh, that is uh, coming out that some say is more dangerous than the original variety of COVID-19. We can't say that one way or the other, but that's what we're being told. And so for now, we'll accept that. But that really doesn't get to the issue that we want to talk about here today. The issue we want to talk about here today, you will not hear on the news media. You will not hear anywhere on the news media. And the reason for that is that the news media is constricted by government and big business. Not just the pharmaceutical companies, but the media and Google, and Twitter, and Facebook, all of these have actually conspired together, or you might say confederated together, to present a so-called truth concerning COVID-19 and the vaccinations. Their so-called truth cannot be verified, but for them, it's truth. They have decided to present it as truth. Now, in their presenting it as truth, do they really believe it to be true? We cannot say that. What we can say, however, is that there are many, many reasons why they would present these things as truth when they are not. In other words, they have ulterior motives for saying what they say and preventing to be said what should be said if we're really interested in truth. So the reality is, again, it's science versus truth. Science is not truth, friends. It is not. It is perhaps an engine that helps us through a process to find certain truths or as best we can to ascertain them over time. But it itself is not truth. 
It is not an engine of truth. On the other hand, cross-examination has been said to be one of the greatest engines of truth ever defined by man, ever designed by man. Cross-examination. So today on Viewpoint, we're going to cross-examine that which has been presented as truth in the name of science. Now the first thing we need to know is concerning this Delta variant. This article comes just a couple of days ago. Experts debate the dangers of the Delta variant. The director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said last week that people who are fully vaccinated do not have to wear masks for protection against the current COVID-19 variants. At the same time, the World Health Organization and the Los Angeles County health officials are recommending that even fully vaccinated people wear masks indoors to ward off the highly contagious Delta variant. However, the head of the CDC says that the vaccines are highly effective against the variant, so there's no need for facial coverings. If you're vaccinated, you're safe for the variants that are circulating in the United States, she said, reinforcing the CDC's stance. Now, here we have a difference of opinion, a difference of recommendations, a difference of viewpoints. Both of them are purporting to be science, and yet they're coming to different conclusions, different recommendations. Because the Delta variety or variant is so highly transmissible, some health officials say they would rather be safe than sorry And so they're saying, no, you need to continue to separate, socially distance yourself and wear masks. Go back to the original warnings that we gave you. So, what are we to do? How are we to respond? We don't know. We don't know the truth because the truth is not currently knowable concerning the Delta variant of COVID-19. What we do know is that there are so-called breakthrough infections that are coming to those who have received the vaccine, one of the, the vaccines or another, and perhaps two of the vaccines, and still there are breakthroughs of other kinds of uh, uh, symptoms that are coming through that are very dangerous. Why is that? Science isn't telling us. At least the majority is not telling us. Those that are in the public sphere out there noised about by the news media or by the Obama, excuse me, the uh, Biden administration are not telling us because they're not so much interested in truth because they're not so much interested in facts. So Mr. Biden says, we believe in truth, not facts. In other words, we have embraced and are choosing to embrace a certain viewpoint, a certain position, not telling you why they're embracing that position, but telling you that that is the truth, no matter what the facts may say to the contrary. This is a very dangerous set of affairs here. I think you can see that because trust is now being crucified on a cross of political correctness. 
Trust is being crucified on a cross of political correctness and ulterior motives that are designed to carry out a horrific plan for globalism. I hope you caught that. This is becoming a matter of great concern uh, in our public schools. And so there are some state lawmakers now that are banning, requiring the vaccine at public schools. Parents have a right to decide whether or not their children should receive an experimental vaccine not fully approved by the FDA. So Ohio lawmakers passed a bill banning public schools and universities from requiring that students get a COVID-19 shot. Now, how many other states are doing this? We don't know. There seems to be some movement, but it's certainly not a mass movement to accomplish this same thing across the country. But Dr. Robert Malone who actually is the one who invented the mRNA vaccine, emphasized that people have the right to decide whether to accept vaccines or not. Especially, listen to this, especially since these are experimental vaccines. Are you listening? This is the one who invented the mRNA vaccine. He was, he had a warning to Pfizer and Moderna vaccines after the CDC advisory panel pointed to data showing a likely association between the vaccines and rare cases of heart inflammation in adolescents and young adults. So he said, I don't recommend this for kids. I don't recommend this for young adults. Yet, The Biden COVID czar scolded Americans for not sacrificing enough during the past year to stem the pandemic. Andy Slavitt suggested that Americans were selfish and have only themselves to blame for what happened through COVID-19. Well, why would he say that? Because he's trying to sell a book, friends. He's trying to market a book. So he's trying to get attention to market his book. You see, you and I have a absolute necessity. If we're honest, if we're truth seekers, we must try to discern the motivations that are behind the declarations that people in positions of power and uh, trust are giving us. We are required to discern especially if we're Christians. We must discern truth. The Bible requires that we learn how to discern truth. You say, well, I'm not a scientist. You don't have to be a scientist to be willing to discern truth. Are you willing to look at the facts rather than what is being declared? Are you willing to test what is being said as truth? We must come to the position of testing, isn't that exactly what science requires? Are we looking at science versus truth? Or are we looking at truth versus science? 
See, in the reality, if we truly understood the nature of science, then we would not have to say science versus truth, because truth would always come first. But when we uphold science to a, an idolatrous level of trust, that's where the problem comes. And that's where we are as Americans today, even as Christian Americans. Now, as if the issue with regard to COVID is not enough, this statement, this report, will tell us that there's something more nefarious, more dangerous involved in the motivations that are being uh, behind the scenes in the so-called statements of Dr. Fauci and others follow the science. And here it is. The globalist elite now are calling, notice the word globalist, the globalist elite are calling for the equivalent of a, equivalent of a coronavirus pandemic scale lockdown once every two years to tackle climate change. They're saying, we were so successful in getting you to obey us and give up your liberties and give up your freedoms in order to supposedly shut down this virus. And now, because we were so successful in accomplishing that, even though we didn't get rid of the virus, now we're going to use the same methodology to get you to submit to the whole globalist agenda. Starting with the motivation of a climate lockdown. Who doesn't want to save the climate? Governments would limit private vehicle use, ban consumption of red meat, impose extreme energy-saving measures while fossil fuel companies would have to stop drilling. This is what they're saying, friends. This is the new sacrifice that they're calling you to make to this idolatrous image of so-called science and the pursuit of a new world order. Unvaccinated Americans risk losing jobs and public shaming. Though the federal government says it won't issue vaccine passports, private and public businesses nationwide are already requiring employees to return to the workplace and pre-pandemic routines by receiving the vaccine to roll up their sleeves, prove they've been pricked if they want to keep their jobs. Friends, this is force or threat of force. It is a kind of emotional and economic force that is being applied in order to compel you to submit to a science that is being falsely presented. It's not based in truth. It's based on other motivations, like the billions of dollars that the pharmaceutical companies stand to make through these vaccinations, which, by the way, now we're being told one is not enough, two is not enough, and by the end of the year, you probably should have three, and then after that, one every year to back it up. Now, if science was actually true, then you would be able to rely on the initial statements that were made that all you needed to do was have one, or in some instances, 
two, and that would be it. No, that's not it, because the vaccine doesn't do what science said it would do or that the politicians who wanted to promote it in order to lay the foundation for global social control to prepare the way for a new world order and global government by 2030. This is where things are going. Now, this has spiritual connotations, friends. If you haven't read the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14 lately, I urge you to do so. Revelation, chapter 13 and 14, and you will see where ultimately this is going. Until then, we'll be back after this to talk about some very, very important information from experts. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. We're taking a look at a very serious set of issues here, science versus truth. Uh, Are they really in competition with one another? Not necessarily if we truly understand the nature of science. But the problem is we don't. We're not willing to accept science for what it really is. It has come to the place where science is trusted more than the Word of God. But what is science? Science is a set of hypotheses and theories that are tried and tested and tried and tested and tried and tested in the hope that somehow we will come up with some understanding, further understanding, concerning the issues that are being hypothesized and tested. That's what it's all about. So that if you cannot replicate something that science says exists, It's not actually true science. And that is true. There are issues upon which reasonable minds can differ. So science may come out, scientists may come out, with a variety of different ideas and theories and viewpoints, and we receive those and take them for what they're worth. They might be worth something. They may be worth nothing. In fact, they may be very, very dangerous. So when we're told to follow the science, that really is not an honest statement. Especially if those who are purporting to market things based upon science are actually not telling us the truth or only telling us half a truth or part of a truth. And so, 
we move on and take a look in this segment of the program uh, at some fascinating information. I hope you'll stay tuned because this is the heart of the program today. First of all, the latest issue of the Epoch Times under the mind-body section devotes two or three full pages in their newspaper. Actually, it's three full pages to combing through the science of COVID. Conflicting research and questionable policies raise questions about pandemic public health response. Officials sold the prolonged inconveniences of their pandemic response with an appeal to reason. Trust the science. However, the science wasn't trustworthy. The things that were trustworthy were rejected. The things that were not trustworthy were promoted. For instance, in 2006, the World Health Organization described social distancing as, quote, ineffective and impractical. Ineffective and impractical. 2006. Then all of a sudden, in 2020, 14 years later, it becomes a gospel tenet of science. What happened? Did they learn something? No. They had a reason for changing their mind. The reason wasn't based in science. The reason was based on how can we accomplish an agenda. Now, we were told initially that this all came from uh, some animal market in China. Then others were saying, no, this escaped from a lab, and there's been wars. Wars in science over where this came from. Why the wars in science over where this came from? Because those there are reasons why they did not want, the scientists and politicians did not want you to believe that it came from a lab and that it may have been created for nefarious purposes. Didn't want you to believe that. So when Joe Biden says we believe in truth, not facts, he's not, he's not true. He's not stating a truth because the facts led to other conclusions. Now, how about treatment? How about treatment of COVID-19? Some 53 studies have shown that hydroxychloroquine can treat COVID, but it remains prohibited. Prohibited by the government, prohibited by the media, and therefore prohibited through the medical profession. Why is that? Because there were nefarious reasons, ulterior motives for keeping you from relying upon hydroxychloroquine even though it was a time-tested, FDA-approved drug with very little consequences and very inexpensive. Perhaps that's the main reason. It was very inexpensive. Therefore, it would deprive the pharmaceutical companies 
who are in major control of many of our politicians for reaping untold billions and billions of dollars by promoting vaccines that themselves are unproven and untested. In addition to that, a meta-analysis of 49 trials shows ivermectin can treat COVID, but it is not approved. So here we have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. These were both federally approved drugs, very inexpensive, but refused to be approved for use by the American people and even in many places around the world. Nefarious reasons, ulterior motives, wickedness at high places, keeping the people in the name of science from receiving the true effects of science through two products called ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Science actually prevented the use of science, true and proven science, and for ulterior motives. This is a dangerous world. Now, are you ready? Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT scientist, says that COVID vaccines may cause diseases in 10 to 15 years. Please listen carefully. Dr. Stephanie Senoff said we are in for a big surprise down the road. And it's about her take on the impact of the mRNA vaccines. The MIT scientist wrote a research paper with Dr. Greg Nye titled, Worse than the disease? Reviewing some possible unintended consequences of the mRNA vaccines against COVID-19. It was written for the International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice, and Research. The doctor anticipates an increase in autoimmune and neurodegenerative diseases, which take 10 to 15 years to manifest themselves. She said, we are in, a big, in for a big surprise down the road. Spike protein really has become the most toxic part of the virus and exists when COVID is gone, she said. Among the possibilities she foresees is an increase in a prion disease comparable to mad cow disease. Also, she sees an advance in Alzheimer's. The Alzheimer's is already, Alzheimer's is already an epidemic, but it will get much worse in the next 10 to 15 years for those who have received the vaccine. This is a very long article, and I have to distill parts of it uh, so that we can grasp the, uh, the heart of it. She says the spike protein is the most dangerous part of the virus. If you expose human cells in culture to the RNA from the spike protein, they will make spike protein. Then if you expose the immune cells in the brain, they become neurodegenerative. Neurodegenerative. In other words, the vaccine through the spike protein 
will cause degeneration of your brain. They make their way to the brain. The immune cells in the brain called micro, microglia take them up and cause brain inflammation, brain damage, neurodegenerative diseases. Basically, they hurt the brain very badly, says the doctor. I feel like the vaccines are inviting a direct hit on the brain. She goes on to say that many papers have shown that the spike protein suppresses the ACE2 receptors and that causing a lot of these other symptoms that we're seeing, heart problems, blood problems, thrombosis, loss of platelets, all these things, she said, are happening in response to this shutdown of the ACE2 receptor. They say that it's injected, that is the vaccine, in the arm, and it stays in the arm. And everything happens in the arm. But that's not true at all, she said. The immune cells pick up the vaccines. Everything is not natural in these vaccines. So the immune cells get really worried and they go into the lymph system from the arm. And lots of women are getting swollen lymph nodes under their arm, which is a characteristic feature of breast cancer. From the lymph nodes, it gets into the lymph system and it works its way to the spleen. She said, that is just a complete setup for Parkinson's disease. She goes on. Studies tracing the RNA show that the spleen was the organ which accumulated the highest levels. But it also accumulated in other scary places like the liver and ovaries and adrenal adrenal glands. They all showed up with lots of mRNA from the vaccine migrating through the lymph system getting to those places. Wow. Your ovaries, ladies? Adrenal glands? Oh, and we're not through yet. I hope you'll stay tuned. Now we're talking about science. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. If you will not trust the government's high priesthood of uh, Dr. Fauci's, Dr. Birx's, and uh, the CDC and the World Health Organization, if you will not trust them voluntarily, then will come force or threat of force through a variety of means in order to make sure that all humankind submit 
to the word, will, and ways of a godless government. This is the direction that the, this is going, friends, in the name of science. To destroy your trust in God and to place your ultimate trust in a government that is marking its march, excuse me, marketing itself as a scientific truth. Now we go on, taking a look at the lengthy response of uh, MIT scientists. That's Massachusetts Institute of Technology scientists. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Senoff, and uh, she and Dr. Greg Nye wrote a paper, a research paper, that was published for the International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice, and Research, called Worse Than Than the Disease, Reviewing Possible Unintended Consequences of the mRNA Vaccines Against COVID-19. We go on. She said it's disturbing that the spike protein in RNA was found in the ovaries, which were number two after the spleen, and then the adrenal glands. Those are all really important organs, she says, with hormones and whatnot. She said there will be a big mess there. So those immune cells in the spleen, under stress, might predict that they would up regulate enzymes that convert RNA into DNA. We were told that this would not happen. We were told that the mRNA would not affect your DNA. This doctor says, not so. They're little lipid membrane things that package up DNA. And then the plasmids can also get into the DNA in the nucleus and become a permanent part of the human genome. One of the original sales pitches for the vaccine was that it would not be able to penetrate the nucleus and would not get into your DNA. It's kind of like what Barack Obama said. You can ha- keep your doctor uh, and your policy. You, you, you're going to be able to keep it. He lied through his teeth knowingly in order to seduce you to receive and accept Obamacare. And now we have a similar thing, except your very life may be on the line. The doctor says they're wrong when they say that uh, the RNA will not get into your DNA. Studies show that sperm take-up foreign messenger RNA converted into DNA and put it into plasmids, release those plasmids around the fertilized egg. The fertilized egg takes those plasmids up and can carry them throughout the lifespan of that person and then pass it down to the next generation. She said it could be very, very bad. It could even kill you. She says the body, your body, when you get these vaccines, is trying to get rid of this toxic thing that it's coping with, that is the spike protein. And the way to do that is to shed it. So somebody nearby could pick it up through skin contact or breathing it in. She said, I've heard people say, I hung out with my grandmother who was vaccinated and I got sick. My periods got screwed up and all of a sudden, I had a very heavy period, whereas I've always been regular. 
this matter of shedding is a big deal. Coming alongside someone and having, because of the shedding of the spike protein, which is like a toxin to their body, is now apparently, not necessarily, but sometimes causing a negative effect in those around you. She says, these are not small or subtle effects. It's a completely plausible mechanism. The person who is distributing the spike protein throughout the body is just trying to get them somewhere else because they're so dangerous, and that's how it's affecting the brain, and it's also messing up the blood. It's just a nightmare. The spike protein is what's causing the damage, she said. Somehow, everybody in the world is being practically forced to have an experimental substance with a brand new technology forced into them by promising them an ice cream cone or something. She said it was either the head of the UN or the head of the World Health Organization that came out with a statement saying just because you have both inoculations doesn't mean that you can stop wearing a mask or that you have to stop social distancing or that you can go out like normal. Those measures have to continue, they said, and he was very clear about it. So she, the doctor goes on to say, we're trying to get the vaccine to just get this virus off their back so we can go back to normal living, and that's not happening, right? She says, no, that's not happening. We're not getting back to normal. Individuals have no idea the degree to which an injection like this could cause long-term harm to them. They're thinking... It's just a vaccine. I'll endure it because they want me to. But they shouldn't. They really should stand their ground, says the doctor. If a person did receive these vaccines, she was asked, is there anything that they can do to mitigate the effects of it? Her answer, keep yourself as healthy as possible. It's all about keeping your immune system healthy. So she says, stop eating foods that are contaminated with glyphosate because it affects the central nervous system. Then get out into the sun. Make sure you have lots of vitamin D. Eat a lot of fresh vegetable and fruits, getting vitamin C, the B vitamins and minerals. And I might also add zinc, plenty of zinc. The article goes on. It happens to be, as printed out, a 13-page article from an MIT scientist. COVID vaccines may cause disease in 10 to 15 years that would affect the life of our country and the world. Because of all of this, friends, An article came out called Support the Petition to Halt the FDA Approval of COVID Vaccines. In the global COVID pandemic, there has not been a more important action to protect public health than the current citizen position, a petition rather, to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to stop the full approval of COVID vaccines until many serious concerns and issues are genuinely addressed. A concerted effort to keep the public uninformed 
about the many problems with the COVID vaccines is requiring this effort. For the unvaccinated, this awareness would greatly increase vaccine hesitancy and rejection. For the vaccinated, it would produce concern and regret, however. The political system would literally go crazy if the petition were seriously covered by big media. Big drug companies would jump into action to suppress political and media attention to the petition. One rational reaction to reading the very detailed 20-page petition signed by 27 physicians and medical researchers from the U.S. and other nations is to ask, why not use all the detailed concerns about the COVID vaccines to demand the Federal uh, Drug Administration to take the experimental vaccines off the market? Indeed, the biggest name on the list of signatories is the esteemed Dr. Peter McCullough of Baylor University. He has said that considering the high numbers of deaths and serious health impacts associated with taking the vaccines, FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, should do what it has done in the past when new medicines and vaccines had high negative impacts. Take them off the market. The article goes on to say people must temper their fear of COVID infection with awareness that vaccines are now experimental and have not been proved safe for all users. The message of our petition is to slow down and get the science right. There's no legitimate reason to hurry to grant a license to a coronavirus vaccine when we don't know what it's doing. We call on the FDA to require a more thorough assessment of spike proteins produced in the body following vaccination, including studies of their full biodistribution pharmacokinetics and tissue-specific toxicities. The potential unintended consequences of rushed approval may contribute to a growing mistrust of the U.S. public health and regulatory institutions. This is called the petition to halt FDA approval of COVID vaccines. If you want to look for that uh, more thoroughly, you can go to uh, the web and look that up. FDA approval of COVID vaccines. There's a petition now, uh, a 20-page petition that uh, you're being asked to seriously consider signing in order to help slow the effect of what the FDA is doing in order to try to approve so that businesses, major corporations, including your employer, will feel freer to be able to compel you, without your choice, to compel you to take the vaccine or suffer the consequence of losing your job. I want you to think about the ultimate effect of this. Are you driven by fear? The Bible says that fear has torment. Does anybody want to get the COVID-19 virus? No. Nobody wants to get that. Did you ever want to get the flu? Have you ever wanted to catch a cold? No. We don't want to get those things, but then we don't go out of our way to ingest or take in 
products that are untested and untried, untrue, not factually based, not even scientifically based, in order to try to ameliorate our fears. The reality is that these vaccines are not truly truly ameliorating fears. They actually are going to be creating more fears. That's what the MIT scientist is saying. This is not a game. But when you have politicians and mega business and mega media folk who have ulterior motives, they will use science as a cudgel or a uh, a club to beat you into submission. And that's what they're doing. They're attempting to strike fear and terror into the populace. And what's fascinating is that the facts, the actual facts on the ground do not reveal the facts that are being reported as facts. Such as over 600,000 deaths from COVID in America. That's what they tell you. But that's not the truth. Nor is it even science. It's a distortion of truth and science in order to convince you that your fears are worthy and should be multiplied, compelling you to receive a vaccine that may ultimately affect you, your family, your children, and grandchildren for who knows how long, and prepare you to more willingly cast aside your freedoms and your liberty to receive the mark of the beast. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint. If you don't have a copy of my book, uh, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, you might want to get it. It's a $22 book on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. This is real stuff, friends. This is real. We'll be back You've tomorrow. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.